Well, gentlemen, you know, it wasn't pretty, but in some ways, it's nice to see him actually win a game that requires, like, heart and a gut check. I watched this game from an airport, a couple different bars, and from a flight, so I didn't catch all of it, but it looked like a very Cowboys-Chargers game of the 80% that I I did witness, and... uh, Glad that we found a way to win. The Chargers found a way to Charger and lose. Indeed. The Cowboys do come away with a 2017 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. With that, we begin yet another episode of Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. You know, this was a weird game because... All Normally, Chargers games I, are weird, though. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd give a shit about a Chargers game, but I've just, like, recently come in contact with a Chargers fan, one of the nine that exist. And the shit talk is just on a whole different level. I've never met. And he, I don't know if that's unique to him or just, like, all Chargers fans, but, like, this motherfucker was saying it was a bye week. Like, they, oh, my God. It went on and on and on and on and on. So for this game to end like it did with – Justin Herbert, who this guy insists is the best quarterback in football, targeting their, quote, stud rookie who's going to be better than Marvin Harrison Jr. will ever be, and throwing a game-losing interception is basically the greatest game script I could possibly ever imagine. Like, there's no there's no better end than that for me. Um, I, I will say, though, that I'm, I, I don't think you missed much by not seeing all of it. This was one of the most painful to watch, just like general football experiences I've ever had. Just based on well, I, Everything, like I said, when I saw it. So right when I got off the plane, I literally deboarded at my connecting flight. And I got off and I had like two hours to kill. And they just kicked off. It was literally a Cowboys possession. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah, let's find somewhere circling and by the time we found somewhere to sit it was already seven zero chargers and i was like well that's not good because we got the ball first so something bad happened and then i pretty much sat down and locked in and the rest of that first half was some ugly stuff pre-snap penalties bullshit just it was it was hard to watch we had 11 they had nine the teams combined for 20 penalties there's a whole bunch of other fuck-ups besides the penalties what's nuts is I, I saw a whole bunch of Chargers fans this morning saying that Gilly was guilty of a PI on the pick. So it was like, dude, you got 11 flags and you you just needed one more. Like that that would have just been the most absurd shit in the world. Um, but I will say, I think that my number one takeaway from this game, although let me say this first and foremost, very glad they got a win. Um, a loss here would have been really shitty. Zach but, thought we were going to lose. I want to point that out. Zach was the he of little faith. heading. He was the week. he of little faith this week. Um, that, that is true. And, and uh, damn, But the and Cowboys don't let us it. out that early. We if we had lost now, it. we would have known we were all done. But That's fair. We had to That's speak fair. out. We'll win. Keep I, us looking to the future. My number one take is that I don't – I'm sure that it's like by the end I hated Jason Garrett like as much as I detest Mike McCarthy, but man, I found myself just seething with hatred for Mike Hart, Mike McCarthy last night, whether it was the play calling the whole fiasco at the end of the first half with the clock. That was like, tough, especially with no audio at the was, bar. I could not figure out what the fuck was happening. Even with audio, the announcers were just being like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I was like, blowing you guys up. Board operator was, was a like, guys, better what's fucking going on? coach than our coach. Yeah, like yeah. I could not figure it out. Well, first of all, Gallup catches this ball and goes out of bounds. And the refs called that his forward momentum was stopped while he was inbounds, which is a crazy call in that moment to like decide that somewhere between like catching the ball and falling out of bounds he he had been downed um so they run the clock so that's 20 seconds so we don't use one of our timeouts there then we get we move the ball again we get down to like the 10 or 12 yard line and the clock stops and mike they have this clip they keep showing of mike with the ref next to him and mike goes why are you stopping the clock and they're like, uh, okay, I, I guess. And they roll it back down to three. 
Then he uses the timeout. We kick the field goal. We went into halftime. We went into halftime with a with a timeout. Like we didn't even use all our timeouts. I was just no, like, this is so we, fucking crazy. We blew. So we used only one timeout on that drive. We blew one of our other timeouts in the first half, doing some dumb lineup shit. The same thing we did in we the had second. Two half. twelve man. Well, one yeah. twelve on the field penalty, and then one that we called a timeout. Basically, yeah. should have, but burned a timeout. Yeah, and, um, and so you think about that drive. They used one timeout, and they had one in their pocket and one that they blew earlier. It was just – it was really bizarre stuff there. I, I mean, look, I mean, a, do I think – We haven't seen this score? in a while. Were they going to score a touchdown of, with eight seconds? Probably not, but get a playoff. Like, take a shot. You're moving the ball, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm saying, we haven't seen this type of just completely sloppy play in over a year. We didn't really see this last year. Ah, dude, I agree. It's – it does like it's all the stuff that they po- you you hear people point to as just sh- signs of a poorly coached team like clock mm-hmm. management, discipline, getting on and like substitutions, like all those things that are like. And again, it's one thing if you have a coach where it's like, okay, this guy's role is clearly that he's an offensive guru and he calls all the plays. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. dude, Mike, until this year, he was kind of this weird CEO he's coach like, that he, did yeah, nothing. Carroll, basically, yeah. like the doesn't the call CEO, plays, doesn't yeah. call the defense. Like, so clock management and shit like that should be like your the only thing you really have like both hands on. And man, last night he was awful with that. Um the play calling also, dude, like I remember seeing this chart last week that was like that y-axis was the percentage of snaps where there's motion in uh, for a pass play. And then the uh, x-axis is the uh, percentage of snaps where there's motion for a rush. And dude, we are like at the bottom left-hand corner of this while Miami is like outside the bounds of the graph to the right. Like they use motion on every single play, pass or run, doesn't matter. We basically never use motion. It was and, like Philly also never uses motion for what it's worth. So well, now, be- but they suck. Like their offense <laughs> is like fucking awful now, and they stopped using I, motion. Like, and and man, oh, dude, so many things. Okay, so first of all, I do not understand Mike's bizarre allergy to getting Pollard the ball in space. Mike has decided that he's going to use Tony Pollard like he's Zeke Elliott last year. Like well, every just, I, I don't even Go know ahead, that's man. Mike. I just I know he had the massive play, but also I feel like Pollard would have housed that a year ago. Just I agree with you. I I, I I'm also, not even like, saying that Pollard he just hasn't lost a step. Looks but... very good today. Like that's a bad run defense. Statistically an awful run defense. And he I I don't know if this is all blockers. It just it doesn't really look like he's getting anywhere. And, and and you're right, Andy. I would I would like to see him try to get in more space, but it just doesn't seem like he can get even four or five yards a pop right now when he's going. Yeah, up. I, and I I don't know. I just hate how he's used. I loathe our third down offense on like half the time. It feels like our plan on 99% of third downs is run a bunch of routes, two or three yards short of the sticks, mm, and whatever yeah. you do, do not throw it to CD Lamb. Like we constantly target anyone but our best wide receiver. When Dak was targeting CD last night, he was perfect. He was seven of seven for like a hundred, yep. like 120 yards. Even throw Cooks in there. He only threw Cooks four times, and he CD's, caught all four balls. CD's catch per target is absurdly high. Like it, for how many times he's targeted and brings down a catch, it is elite territory. And yet yeah. we do it. There is never a game we should walk away from where he doesn't get 10 targets. And that's I thought what I'm saying. At least in this, in this format of the team, like with these guys, like there's no way it's not like the days of like Amari, really good Gallup and CD where you're like, hey, like three guys, you can throw to anybody here. Like, dude, CD is so clearly the best weapon on this offense by like when they heads and shoulders. Like the end of the season last year, the last six weeks in playoffs, I mean, he got double-digit targets in every game, I'm pretty sure. Um, unless we just had such a blowout that he didn't. There, there should never be a game where he doesn't see double-digit opportunities. Like, that's yeah. absurd, especially a, a one-score game. Um, I did love the way he looked. I mean, you know, my takeaway, if we're just doing the headline one, and Andy gave us his, was 
that our our stars played like stars. Uh, CD Dak and Micah, I thought had three very good CD Dak mm-hmm. and Micah games. And I know we just spent the better half of last pod shitting on Dak and where we could go as a future. And I don't know if big picture anything changed. I mean, I certainly don't think it did. But as far as this individual game goes, I thought he looked good. I thought he I thought he stepped up in this one. Uh, How many looks better? Back performance. It wasn't perfect. I'll, I'll say this: he dude, missed I that think... Tony Pollard throw, but he also got Gallup. He have did one, look, but he wasn't bad. Like he obviously didn't lose this the game. Uh, if anything, he won it for us. But it wasn't, you know. He out, he outplayed he's, he he outplayed a uh, fucking Herbert, which I yeah, think it doesn't mean much though. It's just he's doing good, but I think uh, a lot of the old concerns are. Obviously, still present. Very I'll say this. I'm what, saying what, in a one game picture. I'm saying Dak good. two or three years ago would have probably had twice the passing yards that he had. Yeah, I I don't disagree, but I what I also think we saw last night that I maybe opened my eyes a little bit that might have softened my take from last week is that Dak looked really good last night when he got outside the box and play broke down like. I'm really starting to wonder just how bad Mike McCarthy's play design is because once he got out of the, the game script, that's where all of the big plays were made. All the good plays that Dak made last night were kind of plays where the, the bot, the protection broke down. Dak had to either escape or move or something. And he was like on a, in a different position and that's where all the good throws came from. And he made a lot of those throws on the money it seems like the route combinations and concepts that Mike is drawing up are just kind of trash and thereby we are missing a lot of opportunities. Like it feels like last night, if I, and this seems crazy to say after what I said last week about him, but I think Dak kind of made up for the shortcomings of Mike McCarthy last night, like his ability to get out of the pocket and make a big play happen are what saved that game rather than Mike calling any play that worked like, I didn't see much from a play design standpoint that I think was effective against the chargers. Um, all the plays were like, we stayed inside the box and things like that were those like three and out get killed drives. And the ones where Dak escaped out to the boundary and made, you know, something happen with his feet, et cetera. Um, also we are now 21 and four in games where Dak scores a rushing touchdown, which I'm, I don't know if I'm alone, but I was a little impressed with the speed. He outran Derwin James to the end zone, which is pretty fucking crazy. I did not know Dak could scoot like that still. I, didn't I, how I was surprised. Was. Yeah, that was surprising yeah. to me for sure. That's the It was the longest rushing touchdown of his career. I, that's, that's crazy. That's 18 crazy. yards. Hey, I mean, dude, I, and here's the thing, dude. If we really think that, like, we're, we're at the kind of the end of the Dak thing, dude, let him make him run. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it, man. Like. <laughs> if that's if it's that effective where it's like if Dak scoring a rushing touchdown can like really change the defensive makeup so much that it opens a bunch of other stuff up for you. I mean, like, why not risk it? I say like if, if the alternative is we know we're not gonna go anywhere, like might as well give it a shot. Um but yeah, the the keeper was awesome because Pollard got killed on that play, and I thought Pollard had the ball, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" And then there goes Dak right up the gut. I was yeah. like, "Sick!" It certainly wasn't a pretty game offensively for for either team, uh, and I thought there's just a couple plays that we made that you know in a game like that that you got to have to win, and obviously the the big play to Pollard where Dak moves out and just kind of throws across his body and. Pollard make finally makes a man miss and busts off a 60 yarder. That one was uh, obviously the backbreaker. That was great to see. Still couldn't punch it in the end zone late, which sucked. Uh, I don't know if that was Pollard or Dak. You know, that wasn't, that was the one time I was like, I think mean, it's oh, on Dak. Really... He mislocated that ball. He had, it's like, yeah, it's really again, like he had a couple balls where I was surprised by how much touch he had. The the ball to Cooks. The, to Cooks was a, nice, yeah. the surprising mm-hmm. amount of touch. The ball to Paul, to uh, Gallup that, um, you know, I don't know if who you want to put it on. Gallup did get his jersey yanked. He also dropped the ball. One of those two. Um, but that was a, a perfect pass. Like, that's a that's a touch. That should be a touchdown every time. That's Dak's fourth dropped touchdown of the year, which is unfortunate for his stat line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think at this point we know we're going to get, like, some really nice throws, a couple that are off. It's going to depend on when, when and where those come. Last night we got enough that were on to where we made it work. Um, 
but 21 of 30 for 272 um got sacked five times dude like he was out there taking hits and um still put up a a one-on-one he broke a few and he extended the pocket a lot so i can't get too harsh on him there was a couple times i remember we even texted like dude do you ever throw the fucking ball away like, that no. one dude where he escaped <laughs> he, he got away from a yeah. sack and then ran all the way out to the sideline and then still got killed i was like you gotta just throw that away dude like i know you want to make something happen but um yeah that sucked um overall um yeah i i, I thought the offense was nothing to write home about a couple the big- offense did nothing to instill any extra confidence in me nope no one feels um, like they could trust him that did not nope. like instill any trust in the right. offense whatsoever how many games this year do you think cd lamb has 10 targets in two i was gonna the say jets one. Game in, the jets game, oh I, I guess he didn't even get 10 in this one he had 10 in the, the jets game i know that did he, he not get 10 in this one he no, did he not seven for seven he had seven for seven catches really I know it I felt like he, got, he was I all over the place. He had, he had 50 yards in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, yeah. man, we're going to get a yep. huge game. So here's here's his stats so far this year. Week one, uh, four targets, four catches, 77 yards. Week two, uh, 13 targets, 11 catches, 143 yards. Week three, that's Arizona, seven targets, four catches, 53 yards. Week four – uh, six targets, four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Last week against SF, five targets, four catches, 49 yards. And then last night, seven targets, seven catches, 117 yards. Um, so one thing I'm basically like, he, he basically like gets one to two incompletions a game when targeted, and he creates his own separation more than any receiver on this roster by a significant margin. I mean, I get it. They're doubling him and shit. I'm, for me, I'm always just like on third down. I'm like, bro, I would forgive you for chunking it up. Throw a 50-50 ball at well, CD look, and let him try to go get next it. Next-gen stats says he's the sixth most – he creates the sixth best separation in the NFL, and I was heading into this week. So um, I'm sure it went up even more. The CD stuff I, I want to bring up, I don't know how much you guys saw of the news during the week where – him and Dak, I guess, had to have a heart-to-heart because CD's body language was really shitty in that Niners game. A lot of guys were. A couple and a couple games, dude. Arizona, Niners. They showed, yeah, they showed how angry he was. And Dak kind of – they even, you know, they talked out on the media. Dak basically said, like, look, I came over to him. I was like, man, if you're frustrated, just fucking tell me. Like, you know, I'd rather you do that than, than isolate yourself nope. or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I get it, dude. We, we all get mad. He's like, I, I you know, I get – I certainly cuss and get pissed, but he's like, you're also a leader on this team now, which I didn't realize he's a captain now. He had the C on today. Oh, which was, I didn't which know was, that either. I, I want to double check that. I swear I saw it, and I was very surprised because he's still kind of a baby. I mean, it makes sense, but – and he and then when he was – CeeDee Lamb was talked about, you know, Dak's comments about, you know, hey, you got to keep your head up. You know, it's okay to be frustrated, but we got to do it productively, yada, yada. CD basically said, like, yeah, I mean, I understand. I got to – you know, basically took ownership and was like, I got to be a better professional out there. I got to be a better teammate. I got to, you know, eyes are on me and the way I react. And I thought it was a good bounce back game for them too. Um, it's good to see CD moving back in that direction. Um, and, and just another thing is uh, my worldview on Dak and our ceiling and all that has not changed, but I will say that again, to reiterate, those little intangible leadership stuff that Dak does is is always great to see. I've never questioned that part of for the sure. Prescott. So Agreed. I so. And I think last night was also the first game where the Brandon Cooks trade seemed remotely worth it. It mm-hmm. was like the first time where he saw even significant. Uh, he was on camera. Like it, it didn't even feel like he was on this team for the first like five weeks. <laughs> they even and gave him an end around, which was sick. That was cool, and it worked. It was good. Um, the the touchdown was beautiful the toss was awesome the catch was awesome loved that love targeting wide receivers in the red zone dude big 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 fan of wide receiver passes like the lack of like a play to try to force the ball to schoonmaker um now i'll tell you what was frustrating the last touchdown the nine the chargers scored which just like Again, just the most bullshit, like the the most ticky tacky PI call that puts the ball at the three yard line. So they have they they ran seven offensive plays for three yards of offense during that drive, and then 
I will give Kellen. This is a classic Kellen game. Like a cup every like he had like a couple plays where I was like, oh, that is really pretty. So like the touchdown to Everett here um, was really well designed. Like left him wide open. No one could cover him. He forced Malik Hooker to like come across the formation and then try to get to him. And then by the time he gets there, he has to choose between Herbert and uh, the receiver, and he's fucked. Um, it's one of those plays where you're like, oh, Kellen Moore's a genius. And then end of the game. You need, you know, a big time play, big time drive, and nada. Like, but I well, would like to see some of that kind of creativity in our red zone package because it looks like shit. I think that's it. Kellen was always creative. It's just again, and one we we need to bring this up. Like uh, the Kellen Moore noise after last week was nauseating. I'm glad we can put that to rest. I I don't think Mike is the future and the answer at the play caller position but oh my god we can put well, we got the great we got a great right. picture out of it the kellen Moore, the uh, Love oh, that. did you guys see what face. they were showing on the uh tv before the game the kellen Moore effect oh yeah yes i did showing. yes dude oh i've, I've like i that, said like dude tons of that chargers fan i know he insists that like dak was was a bottom tier quarterback before kellen became his oc and then kellen made him look look good and now he sucks again like that's the narrative Kemlin's offenses um, definitely get their stats. It's just, um, I don't know. It's so they, they don't win games. Like if you don't, it's, if you it's super finesse. Stuff and, and they don't have answers again against some of these very good defenses that I, I think is where the Cowboys and everyone struggles. I get, but the Cowboys have never shown pulse against, you know, Basically, yeah, the, the big names, play. which is funny because, like, dude, now it's like the Jets are like coming around beating all these like impressive Stomping teams, people. and we yeah. just dog walked them. Like, that barely that wasn't even a game, they had one play that was like notable <laughs> the entire game on a blown coverage. Um, well, shit, the other, Giants must beat the Bills, who are also a little bit yeah. of a doppelganger. I mean, the NFL's mm-hmm. just wild shit, um, it's a bizarre, bizarre league. Um, Let's can we talk about Herbert a little bit because obviously yeah, let's go defense and Herbert um and kind of combine that that conversation. But. I'll give him credit. Herbert is very very escapable. Like his ability to his not sack rate get is insanely is nuts. Yeah, I would and, use the term slippery. Yeah, he's he does just get out of plays that a lot of people just wouldn't otherwise. But so that. It, aspect of his game i really didn't because i don't watch him every week i like that was kind of surprising on the other hand i guess i assumed he was this like really polished elite passer and he did make some really interesting like good throws but man he missed some game-changing throws like i think two or three you could call game-winning passes he just absolutely sailed on keenan allen the chargers have a very especially now that Mike Williams is out, they have a very similar offense to us as far as personnel, like a kind of whatever. Who's the Quinton Johnston of the Dallas Cowboys? I would guess is it Gallup. Gallup. Yeah. It, but, um, but Gallup's a first-round pick. I guess the equivalent yeah. is that Gallup has a $50 million contract, so it's equally Yeah, Gallup with a bad, bad contract, and Q might just be not good, but – then you so you, you kind of have not real twos or threes. Then Palmer and Cooks. Cooks is probably better. Keenan and CD are both very good number ones, but no one's going to say they're elite number ones. So they're, they're yeah. like, hey, everyone would love to have you, but also you're not quite on that next tier. I and mean, they have the most expensive defense in the entire NFL. Well, and then I was going to say Eckler and Pollard, I think, are pretty comparable yeah. too. Very true. So it's interesting watching those two teams play. But going back to your uh, Herbert, he looked. I don't watch a ton of Chargers. a lot of Chargers fans said that was his worst game as a pro. I saw that a lot on Twitter too. From just I also that, saw that 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 was a very he looked off that night. I, I don't know how else to say it. He was like you said the one that keeps getting brought up that that one down the left sideline where he they pump fake and then Keenan's wide open and he just sails it three yards above his head. That was tough. And he had even the the pick that he threw on the last play. He had. Uh, Eckler was just sitting wide open, like just in front of him, ready for like a the normal dump off, which he gets tons of a game, and he forced it in coverage to Quinn Johnson, which was strange. But Billy is such a uh, 
the player that people accuse Trayvon Diggs of being, uh, Stefan Gilmore at this stage of his career actually is. Like, to get absolutely burnt like toast all fucking evening and get some costly flags, some of which I don't think were his fault, then get the game ceiling pick. That is that is kind of the the like dumb man's line on Diggs. So that's what Gilly was last night, dude. Like he's the only guy I've ever seen where like the camera finds him and he's five yards off his man getting roasted and then a flag comes out and it's like it turns out he actually like committed a penalty on this player and then got burned afterwards. You're just like, bro, how do you even do those two things on the same play? Um, but hey, I, I won't shit on the guy who like sealed the game for us. That was super tight. So yeah, defense. Um, good to see a little bit of bounce back, and the, and there are some still really dumb penalties. We gotta stop lining up offsides. It's driving me fucking nuts, dude. We do it. That was fucking insane. I did love the Mike uh, uh, mid mid getting shit on by Joe Buck, like game changing sack. They're sitting breaks there breaks a like, double team and gets didn't sack. get any sacks I, last week in San Francisco either. Right on cue. I was like, oh yeah, fuck you guys. I have a question though, because uh, it was this was actually the offense. But since you guys brought up offsides, where they called uh, our, I believe it was our right tackle as being in the backfield during a punt formation. Yeah, yeah. They showed a replay. Maybe I'm just didn't see it, but I didn't see anything wrong. It's not like he was directly lined up anyone else, unless the entire line was off. These are the type of penalties me and Andy talk about, and I I don't. I swear I watch a lot of NFL and maybe I just don't see every game. I just don't see that shit. other teams get like, those. I just don't see like, Oh wow. They, they, they had a repunt cause their guys. Dude, when we played the Packers in 2016, we had a super crucial 15 yard penalty on who was that wide receiver that we Randall had? Back Cobb. No, the, that, that uh, guy from USC that was um, Bryce Butler, Bryce Butler. Okay, yeah. Bryce Butler got a 15-yard penalty against the Packers for failing to return to the huddle in a timely manner. And they showed a graphic that said it was the first time it had been called in an NFL game since 1978. And I was just like, how does a ref even like have that one ready to go? Like, Did he just flip through the book that morning and be like, man, I'm going to fucking get someone for this shit today, dude. I'm going to be that guy. Like, Last night was borderline unwatchable. Like... There were entire drives. Like that Charters drive was a great example. It was like, we get that muffed punt thing, which I got questions there. That seemed really fucky to me, like personally. I, I thought the same, but looking it up, it turns out that you can block or push a blocker into a person doing a fair catch. But does that it? That is but, technically but, legal. Right. But after you've done that, are you then allowed to contact the returner? No. <laughs> Okay, well, he did that. that. So fuck oh, him. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, Zach's right. But he can. He can put in. I don't think. I think Tolbert thought that the ball touched us when it didn't, or touched. Oh yeah, yeah. We clearly got knocked on his ass. There. He didn't know what happened. Which sucks yeah. because Tolbert has like, you know, not that he's like, you know, he's a third round pick. He doesn't. He's not. He's not living up to or not living up to expectations. <laughs> but he had. He's contributed more this year than he did last year by a significant margin, and that was a really ugly moment for him. Like if he had just let that shit go, um, it would have been fine. Um, but that that sucked. They get the ball on like the twenty five, and then the that first was the play to get the pi. Right. We get this insane PI where it's like top of the route. The guy runs into Gilly and Gilly like just kind of touches him a little bit. And they call that up. It, dude, it was just the most soft ass. There were so many of these. Um, we got the the helmet to helmet one, which I know they're always going to call that. But you're just like, OK, fine. We just kept getting both teams. I mean, it was nine penalties versus 11. Like Any game where there's 20 flags is just going to be horrible to watch. And it just it felt was a like super chargers versus Cowboys game. Like, yeah. Who wants to and, lose more? And ultimately I still have more faith in us than I do the chargers. When I watch them in situations, it does seem that we're able to win games like that, but uh, I'd never see the Chargers pull weird I, shit like I that. I have a question for you guys. When, during this game, were you in serious doubt that we would win? Probably not until that muff punt. Okay. The muff punt was bad. Yeah, I think that was like... Let me look at the... 
the uh, play-by-play here because I think that was really it. Was it was? Well, I'll say this: that when they scored the first, when we went three and out to start the game, and they scored the touchdown, I was like, I was, oh, that man. was going to be my answer. That was when I was like, oh, holy shit! But the even muff the muff punt, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna match that at least. When we got the field goal instead of the touchdown late. And so they had like two thirty to come oh. down. I was very much like, I don't know how this is going to end, but fuck. I, I still. Can we talk about the fucking tush push? Can we just, can we just talk about this can real we just quick? Ban the fuck out of us. This, using this makes me so fucking angry, dude. Like, okay, Mike, the Eagles have like brought in rugby players. It's their like brand that they do this shit. We have failed at this particular play. Like, seven times in the last four years that i can remember we have our running backs are like tiny finesse scat back guys so we have you got like fucking deuce and a fucking fourth grader behind dak beyond in front of biotish is khalil mack and bosa and we try to run this fucking play and it gets stuffed i was like dude if you just handed off the ball to Pollard, I bet he can fall forward for fucking the two inches. Like it's more likely to work than the QB sneak. I just fucking hate his play calling so fucking much. And that was a, a huge piece of it. It was like that play made me so fucking angry. I was like, I hate I hate it when it works. I hate it when it fails. It's just never fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's really ugly. And it was a long it was a it was like fourth and two. I don't need or fourth and one and a half. That was a long plays all i remember i was i don't ever it may be fourth and inches you can convince me that that's fine it might have said fourth and one but i'm telling you that the the longest fourth and one yeah yeah yeah, it was a it it had some meat on that i was not expecting us to to get it um um defense wise you know i thought micah was micah you know, we, you didn't see him till the sack. I actually he got doubled I, a ton. He did get a lot of pressure, though. He got Tank had a great he got a penalty, finally. Yeah. Called against Holdley on him, finally. Yeah. It uh, has to Tank be, like, absurd for them. The highest-graded defensive uh, lineman this week, which is just classic Tank stuff. Dude, but. Tank's been playing, dude. I mean, he had some great rushes last night. That he batted that ball down that was probably a touchdown if he doesn't get it. Get which, it by the way, down. I saw another angle of that. I thought even at the time that looked like that ball was thrown backwards. Thought that could have been a fumble myself, but um, Ooh, I'd have to go back and watch. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. That's tight. Um, um, defensive shoutouts: Marquise Bell, Marquise Bell dude, played his ass man. off. Played his ass off. Huge. I mean, he had that big uh, third down stop near the goal line. Like mm-hmm. dude, he was playing all over the place. That was awesome. Uh, Bland had a, had a great day. He dropped the Although, kick. He, had, he could have had three, dude. He had three. He had the one in the end zone. He had the one that was like the, the rifle that like hit him down. in the face mask. Like that could have been a house call. Um, yeah, dude. But he, you know, he he ended up having a couple. So by the way, that fourth down play call that Bland knocked away, I guess could have picked. That was the most Kellen fucking. That oh, yeah. looked like Dan Quinn was ready for that. A bootleg out to the right. That is a hundred percent. That is Kellen just play, man. Cla- well, and I'll tell you when I really knew it was Kellen was there was one point in the game where it was like <clears throat> it was like a second and like seven, and they ran a jet sweep with their backup tight end. And I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude. Kellen just popped a fucking stiffy. He wakes up in the middle of the night dreaming of fucking jet sweeps <laughs> with backup tight ends, dude. He can't help himself. He loves that shit. The fact that he doesn't have Noah Brown just breaks his heart because that just screams Noah B. That's a Noah B play. That's in the Noah B tab in the book. I'm shocked they, they don't have a Noah. I think Quentin Johnson could be their Noah B. That's his problem. Oh. They, haven't, they haven't utilized him correctly. That's what Noah it B. is, dude. Fucking uh, Herbert had more receiving yards than Quentin Johnson last night. So... That place sucked ass, by the way. I could not believe that happened. Like, and the announcer said it. They were like, "That's when you know stuff's going your way." I was like, "Yeah, no shit." Again, something that only happens to the Cowboys. Like that, we, I've never seen that occur to us. Like, we get a first down off a batted pass like that. We would that would be a fucking interception return for a touchdown if it happened to us. Um, so yeah. Overall, though, I mean, you win twenty to seventeen on the road. 
it's nothing to it's it's again it's not going to convince anyone you're any good but i think i like what dax said about it which is like dude the difference between three and three and four and two is fucking huge, huge heading into the like bye week. enormous <laughs> so yeah now you got to reach is our ceiling andy again and, and maybe zach you'll agree with this but i do think it definitely raises the floor like if you lose this game it really had a chance for this season to kind of start slipping away from you. I think winning this game solidifies the thought that I had, even coming out of the Niners that, Hey, this is still going to be a 10, 11, maybe 12 win team. We'll see. Dude, you know, well, and I'm telling I don't you, have faith after the buy, that's when the, that's when the hype will get, this is when we'll lose perspective because after the buy, you got the Rams who you could, you could definitely beat them, but you can mm-hmm. beat them. You got the Eagles who are fucking garbage. You'll crush them. <laughs> then Giants, Panthers, Commies. Oh, no. Like, you could easily win. Um, realistically, though, you could easily win four of your next five. And suddenly you're right. sitting there, you're like seven and two, baby. Like, what's really well, good? Well, that's what dude? I meant. You know, because <laughs> I saw that exact same thing, Andy. And I was like, even there, like seven and so what if they win four of their next seven five? Three. We'd, be, we'd be eight and three. Eight and three, four, yeah. Two. And so eight and three is a big difference than seven and four, man. It's For just sure. a big difference late in the year. I'm telling you, the way it looks, already said this feels in our group chat. But yeah, honestly, if we beat the Eagles and the Rams, I'm basically going to decide that 49er game didn't happen. Yeah, I feel you on that. I'll, I'll decide that was an off game and blah, 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 blah. I, I know it's not smart, but it's going to happen. Here are my two questions for you gentlemen coming out of this game. One. Mm-hmm. Do well, not I won't say do because the answer is probably no, but should the Dallas Cowboys make any moves at the trade deadline? I still stand by what I said last week. If they're really serious about making a run, I think it would be. I wouldn't, I would love to see them at least go out and get somebody a difference maker somewhere. I'm not saying go spend three firsts like the. Rams did when they loaded up or something crazy, but go out and yeah, I mean throw a second. Would you to give somebody two, first. would you give two firsts for Devontae Adams? No, not two. I'd give I mean that contract and that age, no. I I think about a one for sure. I would do a one and just I, I think I'd do a one, dude. Because if you had CD and Devontae, dude, you could do damn that's sick. Like you, you need that. You need it. Lanes. He's a legit difference maker. Is Brandon Cook's good? Is he gonna give you games like he did last night? Sure. But Devontae Adams can give you Devontae Adams games in or what CeeDee Lamb did any any given week. He's a well and it makes CD best players of like it it makes it so you can't double CD anymore. Like you can't afford to like have, you know, okay, safety is gonna cheat over to CD's side of the field anymore. Like you can't do that. And yeah, so that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be so sick. Okay. Question number two. I would I would I would still pick up the phone and talk. To Sean Payton about Pat Sertan. I, I doubt they'd trade him. I just, you know, I would at least do some due diligence on Jerry should fucking head, head fix Sean Payton and be like, look, your team sucks ass. I'll let you come be coach the Cowboys next year if you unload Sertan <laughs> for chief and then not give him the job because he sucks. Um, but that does lead into my next question. So I, I think a lot of people I've heard, including myself, are on the like Mike is for sure gone after this year train you know barring some insane uh outcome like we win the super bowl um thoughts on candidates to replace mike outside i mean we talked lincoln riley a little bit 100 percent lincoln what about ben johnson oc for the lions yeah he's gonna be a hot he's gonna be a hot candidate he's one of the few brilliant offensive guys that is not part of the shanahan mcveigh coaching world um yeah i would be i'd be in favor of that or as i've said just find anyone that you know has shook hands with sean mcveigh and my lunch with sean mcveigh <laughs> and, and throw them in you know uh but in all seriousness yeah that's i would those are definitely the three i think you have to go in offensive mind uh, an offensive minded coach that is what am I trying to say? Not like a Mike or a Belichick or an established. You want someone who has has a bit of coaching ways. Basically. I think he needs to. You want someone new? Yeah, I blood. just yeah somebody who can yeah somebody who's 
best years are yet to come or are already on the forefront of what football is moving towards as opposed to guys like Sean Payton or Mike McDaniel or Jim Harbaugh who have, you know, they, they do what they do and they're good coaches, but uh, I don't think I want to go that route. If no, dude, I, I've seen a ton of people that want the Harbaugh thing and like, one no, like, we did hey, we did five ten years ago but oh for sure and and don't get me wrong dude harbaugh is very cool in his own way but one like dude harbaugh didn't win it like he didn't he didn't do it and two harbaugh there i mean i think what harbaugh really is is he's proof that colleges need to like give coaches more time because like a couple of years ago there were loud voices urging michigan to fire harbaugh because like he couldn't get it done he had lost ohio state like who really knows what happens? Like if they play in 2020, like the Ohio state Michigan game got canceled because of COVID. Like if Ohio state smashes Michigan that year, there's a good chance that Harbaugh's not even the coach at Michigan right now. And now here they are like a couple years later could be playing for the national title. Um, but I don't think Harbaugh's like whole thing could even work in the NFL now. Like you need some level of supposedly an asshole of the highest order. Yeah, I mean, he never. I mean, despite <laughs> no one like likes working prodigious with results, he never lasted anywhere more than like three, four years. Except Michigan's Michigan, the yeah. only place. Yeah. yeah, which college is very different. You're, and he's you're, a Michigan guy. God it's his yeah. alum, you know. Yeah, uh, you're a god king when you're. The, you know, I'm sure Saban is not very fun. And the weirdest ones, Andy. The weirdest ones that people have pointed to me that. I roll my eyes at is Coach Prime coming to coming to Dallas. You know, if he come, <laughs> if he breaks your door, you know, like man, Zach just left because he was so Zach, pissed. Zach with was the so idea. disgusted with that take. Zach racist? Question mark. It could be. Oh, he's he's back. I don't. I you know I love Coach Prime uh, in many aspects. I I don't know if he's prepared to coach the Dallas Cowboys. Dude, the the headlines though, we'd be fun. We'd be he wouldn't oh, run for circus. anything. Oh, full circus, yeah. Full fucking circus. So oh yes, the Cowboys do go into the bye week. Uh they get a week to rest, lick their wounds a little bit. Um you know, they word on the, yeah. They hopefully uh they come back prepared to to roll because they do have to they do have the Rams come into town on the 29th. Um, and that's a that's an interesting matchup. Like you said, the the Rams are zesty. They are definitely spicy boys, and they've got weapons. So we'll find out. Find out. Shall we do a little Star Love Goat? Yeah, let's fire it up. Uh, as always, for for our wonderful listeners, uh, we we thank you for tuning in every week. We know you know what Star Love Goat is, but for the newbies out there. Uh, some star love goat just just you could call it player of the game but you never really know what direction we're gonna go we have of course anthony goat gatelli giving his go to the game mr zachary loves love of the game and me the walk star himself with the star of the game uh who wants to start this week week six i'll start okay the love so, of the game honorable mention is going to be cd lamb who i could easily see being the love of the game and I, you know, I see that argument, but yeah, he was phenomenal. If you watched, if you didn't get to watch this game and you only watched the highlights, uh, you would have thought we threw to him every single down because that was yeah. basically just CD and cook catches. He was the offense. <laughs> yeah. So he, he did great. Uh, my love of the game is going to go to the bland. Nice. Mm. I love defense and he had so many clutch plays of just great coverage. Knock. He uh, batted down two passes I think he really helped. Yeah, he basically, I'd say he won us this game. Wow. Dion Blanders in the flesh. Is, is Bland, board. I feel like ultimately, like in the long run, this is going to be so good for Bland because when Trayvon comes back and Gilmore moves on, Bland's going to be totally used to playing on the outside again. And the digs Bland, it's like two young elite cornerbacks. That's going to be Take awesome. Take the ball away. Yeah. Ball Hawks. It's gonna be. Sick. I'm excited for it. Hell yeah! All right, goat. Do you want the go to the game? Certainly. Um, you know, my honorable mention is also going to go to Mr. Sedarian Lamb. Um, 
I just wish we could get him the ball in the end zone, man. He deserves touchdowns. It was Makes spectacular catches. I went 100 yards in a TD and 100 yards dinged, but he got tackled he's, with a three. He's stick. He needs TDs. Give the man his his reds, his end zone time. Um, but my go to the game is going to Dak Prescott. Um, after the game he had last week, after the week he had in the media, after uh, even on this podcast, like the entire Cowboys world and everyone outside of it was having just like the dump on deck extravaganza after what happened in SF. And to Dak's credit, you know, he came out even after a opening drive where it was really shitty. Dude came out firing. He used his legs. He kept plays alive. He found open receivers in situations where they didn't look like they were going to be. Um, Dak did. He didn't put up the most amazing game in the history of time, but Dak's a warrior, dude, and I love seeing it. And he did enough to beat, you know, the vaunted $50 million man. So big props to Dak. He's the go of the game. Well said. Um, and I'm actually going to be in agreement. So we're going to have our first GOAT star of the season. Yeah. Uh, first time I've given it to Dak. Second time GOAT has, of course. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought bounce back Dak. I thought he was the most important reason that we won or, or at least didn't lose, did enough, had used his legs more than we've seen him all year. Made some really good throws, uh, missed maybe one to Pollard, but overall I felt like in a duel between him and Justin Herbert, he definitely, definitely outplayed Herbie. Uh, and yeah, I thought, you know, it was a classic game where he had uh, the other thing that we really didn't get. I mean, he was our leading rusher. I mean, we had no rushing game. Pollard was pretty much an afterthought outside of the big play. So everything was on Dak's shoulders and, uh, you know, 20 points isn't a ton, but um, it was enough in this case. So he is my player of the game. Also for you, Andy, PFF's number one rated quarterback this week was Dak Prescott. How do you uh, like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, That's a real stat. Hey, PFF hey, was, we had the highest grade of any quarterback uh, this like week. Like starting the week on Monday or? <laughs> no, God, look at this guy. We okay, still, okay. Have, still have a hater over there. All right, that is in the Star Love Goat. Glad we got a – actually, sorry, that is the second Star Goat of the season, or Goat Star. We haven't decided on name, but uh, we had Duran Bland week four goat, so. Fuck, yeah. Well, hell yeah, fellas. Um, as I said, we do move to a bye week. I don't know if we have too much left other than pod picks. I like pod picks. picks. All right. Well, we can move into that direction. Zach, are you are you good with that? Do you have anything left you want to say on this game? No, uh, I'm good. Okay. Then we will put the Chargers in the past. Good luck to Pizza Boy, Kellen Moore. All right. Pod picks. Uh, this week was pretty fucking crazy. Um, a lot of really ugly games that happened. Um, for instance, uh, we had the we both or we all lost a couple of the same games. We all had the Niners, of course, who turned out to be frauds and lost. We had uh, you guys actually both took the Jets. I'm the only one who mm-hmm. took the Eagles. That was pretty sick from y'all. Um, I. Th- I think other than that, we were actually pretty even this week. I took the commies over the Falcons. That was on me. That wasn't my best. Um, But as we move into week seven, we have no Dallas game. Oh, the Commanders won. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I I marked them as – ooh, I got to flip that then. Hold on here. Hold on. Let let Professor Walk get into the lab and change that around real quick. Mm -hmm. That's good for me. We all got Texans. We all got Dolphins. We all got Ravens. We all got Chiefs. Uh, we all got Jags. Um, Zach was the only one who got the Seahawks. How do you feel about that, Zach? Sorry, the Bengals, Bengals won. Okay, wait. Okay. Yeah, no, that, the, 
that's I was saying you're the only one who picked the Seahawks. You were the only one who picked the Seahawks, not you got the Seahawks. That was okay. Thinking so, you lost on that one. I was the only one who took the Bears. That sucked. Fields is hurt. I'm I'm off the Bears permanently. We all got Raiders and. Andy took the Bucks. That was tough. Me and Zach are now part of the Lion Den. We got that, and uh, everyone got bills. So it was a pretty good week for the boys, all in all, um, and a really crazy week. I'm proud of you guys. You guys actually gained on me this week. So unfortunately, Zach did pick the Chargers, so he lost out on that one. Sorry, Z. That's all That's good. Tough. All right, so week seven. We will start at the top, the Thursday night football game. Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans with T-Dog questionable. And it sounds like, judging by the NFL line, where the Saints are three-point favorites, they don't think he's going to play, but he has not been ruled out at the time of this recording. So a little unknown here, boys. Who wants to take this one first? Go ahead, Zach. Give me your pick. I am going to go with the Jags still. Mm, okay. I too- Mainly because the Saints suck. They're just not a good team. They have barely won against really, really bad teams. That's the only ones they've had. I mean, and then they blew out the Patriots, but the Patriots just awful. So... No, I don't have any faith in the Saints at all. Even without T-Dog, Jags are just a better team. I think I agree with Zach's analysis. I'm going Jags. I, too, am taking the Jags. I'm a little worried if T-Dog doesn't play because I do – I have reluctantly decided that the Saints do have a good defense, although their offense is trash. This will be a game I slam the under on, though, but – we're all going Jags on Thursday night, boys. With or without T-Dog, we're just riding. Uh, first noon game, Falcons, Bucks, NFC South showdown. I don't know if either of these teams are good. I don't know if either of these teams are bad. I am completely lost on this one. So it's I knowing, yes. But I'm going <laughs> Falcons. Of course. Uh, Mr. Gatelli, who are you going um, with? You know what, dude? I'm starting to see I'm starting to see signs of life in old Ritter face. I'm going Falcons myself. Yes, I was forced to play Drake London this week, fantasy wise, and he went off. He had a nine for one twenty-five, which is going off at least uh, you know, nine that, that can usually be like a a month full of games for for him out there in Atlanta. So glad to see they got him off of the cardio club and they finally threw some balls his way. I'm going to go Bucks at home, NFC South. Um, I don't know. I, Falcons are probably a better team, but I'll, I'll take the Bucks in this one. Bears, Raiders. I've sworn off the Bears and Fields is hurt. The Raiders suck too. They don't have Jimmy G. This is two backup quarterbacks. This is a really ugly game. You're going to have to really love football if you watch or bet on this game. Uh, that said, I'll, I'll take the Vegas Raiders. You know what, dude? I just haven't lost faith in old fields yet, dude. You know, I'm just, he got hurt. Oh, that's though. right. I forgot. Ah, fuck. Dude, all these guys getting hurt now. I forgot. I, I saw ARs out too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with the Raiders then. Although Jimmy G is also maybe out for the year. So it's too Yeah, bad. is it Aiden, Aiden O'Connell? Aiden O'Connell show, baby. Zelos. I'll go with the Raiders. It's a bad game, man. It's going to be two really bad teams. Um, it's going to be tough to watch. Colts-Browns, speaking of tough to watch, Minshew against that Browns defense seems like a recipe for losing. Uh, so I'll take the Browns, although I could see an emotional letdown after knocking off the Niners, but I'll take Cleveland. I mean, they celebrated like they won a Super Bowl out there, so – I'm going to go with the Colts. All right. I'm going the Browns. I, they have given they have given up 1,000 total yards in five weeks. It is the least amount of offense a defense has given up since 1950. Insane. It is absurd. And I don't think the Colts without 
AR can get it done. So, Brats, um, also, we, we brought up PJ Walker a couple months ago on the pod. Oh, yeah, I, I like XFL to see him. Superstar. He was balling yet last this week. So, shout out to PJ Walker for beating the Niners. How'd y'all feel about that? Dude, I was pretty shocked by it, but again, like their defense is for real. And I mean, they didn't need him to, they didn't need the offense to do much, but man, it did make me sad for sure. Also, can we talk about how Amari Cooper is still good? He had a very good game. He had a very sick he's, catch. He's that just always good. He's just consistently always really good, dude. Uh, I will point out as Niner fans will, will, talk to their blue in the face to anyone who will hear that yes christian mccaffrey and debo samuel left the game i'm i'm aware but brock purdy turned into a fucking pumpkin that's what i saw mm-hmm. 12 of 27 yeah and the browns are missing nick chubb and deshaun watson like <laughs> yeah very true mr gatelli all right uh next game next game where are we at all right ooh, commies giants boys a little nfc east battle tyrod taylor almost beat this former team the bills that was pretty sick on sunday uh not that he had a lot to do with it that was a really ugly offensive game for both teams but i don't know if danny dimes is back this week i don't know if they've said that yes or no i don't know if that matters very much uh but giants are at home who do you guys have zelo He's perplexed. Actually, I just like that. Were you guys talking to me? Yeah, sorry. This one? Oh, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Commies. Uh, Giants are just worse. Yeah. Like, honestly, you, I love that all the Giants fans are kind of realizing, like, hey, we don't have Daniel Dimes in, and we kind of look the same. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Commies. Who did you take, Goat? I am going to take the Commies as well. Um, the Giants are just so fucking bad, dude. I've, I'm currently being distracted by the the that that Chargers fan that I work with is in the work chat right now, explaining why they lost. Uh, and one and he's explaining that Herbert uh played bad because they had their backup center in because they're mm-hmm. starting centers out. And this guy goes, "Okay, so you're basically saying that Corey Lindsley, who's the center." not being there affected your pass protection and run game. And with Herbert's injury, it made him a little more uh, antsy in the pocket than usual. Because of that, he ended up overthrowing Keenan Allen twice. Because your backup center was in, he overthrew Keenan Allen twice and threw a game-losing pick. And the guy goes, absolutely correct. You're finally doing some level of analysis rather than posting screenshots of cherry-picked next-gen stats that don't capture the context of the situation. Football is a systems game. You need other elements of your offense to be clicking to start clicking. Herbert wins that game with the starting center in. Period. God, I love that oh, level of denial. Just <laughs> straight deniability. Love it. Um, but yeah, the Giants are just so fucking bad and devoid of any capability anywhere. It's the it's the Commanders. All right, uh, we finally have a good game at noon. Although I don't, the Ravens win. I don't. It's, I think they're good, but uh, Ravens at home against the Lions, everyone's favorite team, fucking saw they were number one on power rankings across NFL this morning. Yeah, I'm seeing them top three about everywhere. That is shocking to me. People love them. I don't know if I can get there, boys. Am I I just missing something? And now Montgomery's hurt. I don't even know who they're going to roll out. At receiver, I mean, at running back. Sometimes I feel like these teams that are like perennially bad when they do – good people kind of overcorrect you know like if the browns go you know six and oh everyone's like are these guys the best team in football like that's what's happening with the lions right now i think so and i'm gonna take the ravens i just they win too much for me to think they're gonna lose i'm also gonna take the ravens lions i know i know they're hot i get it but other than that week one win against chiefs they haven't beat anyone even competent I mean, it's Green Bay, Panthers, Falcons. Yeah. Bucks. And they lost yeah. the Seahawks. Like, Packers are the best team of that group. Yeah, and they're a little beat up right now. So, 
Uh, although just, the Ravens stay beat up, so it's I also say it's going to take a while for me to ever have faith in a Lions team. Like they'd have to be dominating, complete like great teams consistently for a whole stretch before I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that is a straight up good team. Yeah, I'm going to need to see it. I'm going to need to see what they do in the playoffs before I'm ready to to crown their run or i'm gonna to need to see them be good next year as well i'm gonna need a prolonged lions run i'm with you zach so i'm on ravens as well goat were you ravens or are you taking the lions i am i think i'm gonna go ravens i just don't see with the lions yet but prove me wrong here and it might be time all right bills patriots uh, uh the patriots are dead they're just completely dead in the water i i, I don't know if belichick Surely he'll make it to the end of the year, but oof, it's it's tough out there. I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah, it's a Buffalo get right game after the last one. Yeah, the Pats are horrible. Give me the Bills. Brings us to Cardinal Seahawks. Another division game. Ton of division games this week. Um, give me Seahawks. I think the Cardinals are starting to, you know, show some warts. Yeah, also I, I really wanted to pick Cardinals because I'm kind of, I don't know. I want that team to win more games for whatever reason. That's because they kick the shit out of us and I want to feel that bad. I don't like that. We're the only win they have still, but I don't, I don't think they will. That's going to be Seahawks. I think I'm going to go Seahawks as well. The Cardinals, they, they were the team that just like was all heart. And they, I mean, they beat us obviously, but I think it's Seahawks. they I think the Cardinals just don't have the talent to keep it up forever, and they can only catch so many people. Like, no one's looking at them like, oh, they're the worst team in the league anymore. Like, you're not going to catch anyone slipping. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, and and our boy Kyler Murray could be coming back soon. He's on pace to start tr- practicing, apparently. I'll be interested to see. Aaron Rodgers is apparently might potentially come back before the end of the season. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, uh, our friend Bob Sturm for for tweeting that Aaron Rodgers is is approaching LeBron levels of being able to turn any news cycle about himself. He's just <laughs> like he just refuses any other quarterback with an Achilles injury would just go away and not need the camera on them at all times. But Aaron Rodgers is just he's just built different. He's even if he, even if he's not playing NFL games, he's gonna find a way to steal NFL headlines for Let's another out. week. I do not believe we're seeing him playing this season at all. <laughs> Fuck no. From an Achilles, bro? Fuck no. I don't I don't know what voodoo. If he comes back from Achilles this year, I will I will I will do a darkness retreat in the offseason. You go, you guys can hold me to that. Whatever voodoo shit that he's on, whatever crystals or clay remedies that he's found, I'll uh I'll follow him down that. So, uh, yes, I did see that though. Z love, mm-hmm. um, moving forward, Rams playing the Steelers. I think both teams stink, but Steelers are weirdly three and two. like, I feel like the Rams are better, but Steelers are three and two Rams are three and three. It's kind of a tough one. Um, Rams are a little beat up. Their running back just got hurt. Oh, I still think I'll take, the Rams at home over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. The Steelers, they just have too many games where they just decide they just like are in, endeavoring to lose. Um, I think the Rams are better coached. I'll take them. And then we can beat them next week. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Rams. <laughs> Ooh, another one. We've we've been on a lot of the same picks this week, boys. Uh, only a f- only a few disagreements so far. Let's see if it changes here. Chiefs charges. Probably not. Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, the chart. Staley's one and three as a, as a head coach against the Chiefs. Uh, he beat them one time in September of 2021. Um, they're gonna win. Chiefs. And Arrowhead, give me the Chiefs. Um, although I think I don't know what that line will be, I'd be interested in. Uh, it's Archer's plus three. Oh, 
for the Rams. Sorry, no, negative three Rams plus the Steelers. Oh, I was talking about Chiefs Chargers. Oh, man, I was looking at the wrong one, even though we were talking about it. Uh, it's only a five and a half. Favorite yeah, team. that's – I think that's too many. I think Chargers find a way to lose that in heartbreaking fashion by three points. <laughs> okay, Broncos, Packers, stinky, stinky, stinky game. I guess I'll take the Packers. I think both these teams are bad, bad, but uh, Packers a little less bad, so give me Pack. I'm going to go with the Broncos, not because I think they're a better team, but just because I think, honestly, they're going to win some. This is the type of team they can win, beat against. Uh, That's fair. Win against. And, you know, not every – there's going to be some upsets. Yeah, and the Packers are two and three. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you're right. Broncos are at home. I could, I could see it going that way. Mr. Goat? I think I'm going Packers. I, I don't disagree with Zach's analysis. I just have to see the Broncos – do it to someone because they're so bad all right um eagles dolphins this is a fun one sunday night football philly at home coming off a loss dolphins looking like world beaters i certainly am not gonna back the fucking eagles so give me the fins but i think this will be a really really fun one I'm going Finns. I don't think the Eagles have the offensive firepower to hang with them. Um, unless the Eagles teleport to the one-yard line five times during this game, I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough. That's kind of what I think, too. Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins. Fuck the Eagles. And then, man, Monday night, I feel bad for the Vikings. They're going to get <laughs> the full wrath of the Niners coming off of that loss. 49ers, Vikings. Um, yeah, I think we're all on the Niners here. Okay, game, but grudgingly, it says it's going to be the Vikings. It's definitely going to be the Niners. Um, if McCaffrey and Debo don't play, maybe they only win by like six points instead of 16, but I think they'll thoroughly handle many. Agreed. Agreed. Especially many without JJ. So, boys, we are on a lot of the same picks. If you want, yeah, dude, it's a chalk kind of week. Chalk week. Six teams are on by, I think, this week. So, not as many games. Uh, lightest week yet. We're all on Jags. We're all on Raiders. We are all on the Commies, the Ravens, the Bills, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Niners. So. That is the official one, Zach. You can hold me to it. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. We got anything else? Um, or are y'all ready to sign off? All good here. I'm good. All right. Well, folks, thank you for joining us. If you'd like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It helps us climb the iTunes slash Spotify slash wherever you get your podcast fix charts. If you'd like to interact with us, particularly Ben, holler at us on X. Uh, get in while you can. I heard they're going to start charging a dollar a year to use basic features like tweeting and retweeting. So, you know, get that in while you can at BWBB pod uh we will be back next week for a preview of the matchup with the rams uh nice stress-free weekend with no possibility of the cowboys ripping your heart out enjoy the bye week as always i'm andy gatelli benjamin walker zachary love this has been boys will be boys take it easy peace